Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey ladies, thanks so much for tuning in today. Today we are going to be talking about FSH which is a super important fertility metric, whether you're trying to get pregnant naturally or via IVF. And so um, FSH is called follicle stimulating hormone, and it's a hormone secreted from your brain to stimulate your ovaries to produce follicles and or eggs. And when this number is elevated, oftentimes it's correlated with lower egg quality or the inability to produce viable eggs, and sometimes not being able to produce uh, eggs at all. So some of my patients that are undergoing IVF that have elevated FSH, um, they don't respond well to the medications. Maybe they ovulate before the retrieval happens. Um, Maybe uh, they don't produce any eggs and their ovaries just kind of shut down. In any case, I see a lot of IVF cycles canceled because of elevated levels of FSH. So we really, really want to get this number into check. For my ladies who try to get pregnant naturally with an elevated FSH, it's just that you might encounter more obstacles because um, it is generally correlated with lower egg quality. It's a number that's often elevated as we age, like when we enter sort of like a perimenopausal era, but we can see it be elevated with things like toxic exposure, uh, chronic stress, um, physiological stress. So like, say from like a trauma, like an accident or a surgery. And so if we try to kind of like tinker with our lifestyle, um, and get things into check, and sometimes we incorporate some acupuncture or some natural medicine, um, we can bring the number down enough so that we, uh, have a better chance at getting some good eggs out of a cycle, um, whether naturally or through assisted reproductive means. So a few examples are this. I had a patient who um, we had gotten her FSH down and we wanted around like 10 or under on day two or three of your cycle. It only matters on day two or three of your cycle because the rest of the cycle, um, it's just not going to be as good of a a metric. So if you want to know if your FSH is out of whack, make sure to ask for it to be tested on day two or three of your cycle, meaning on day two or three of your period. Um, so we had gotten her numbers into check and then suddenly she broke her wrist and the number shot up again. So that is an example of physiological stress. We were able to bring it back down again with some acupuncture and some lifestyle tweaking. Um, and then she was able to go on and and get pregnant. Uh, I have, uh, another patient who her thyroid was super out of whack and, and then her FSH was really, uh, going a bit nuts too. Like she was up in the sixties, which is usually deemed as like, you're never going to get pregnant, um, naturally with your own eggs if it's at that number. But, um, she, you know, was, uh, she was able to do it. And so, you know, I've seen this miracle happen and I believe it's possible. Um, and that was a combination of some dietary changes and some herbs and acupuncture that helped her. So, um, 
what we really want to be looking at is lifestyle factors such as stress levels, either physiological or emotional, uh, and toxic exposure, uh, because that can really impact the signaling from our brain. And it's something um, that can cause premature aging of the ovaries. Um, Actually, any of those can. So stress um, or an excess of toxins. Now, with the physiological stress, you know, if it's something like you've been in an accident or you broke something or you had a surgery, you basically need to give yourself a little bit of time to reset and and heal. Um, So it's not like you kind of want to have a trauma like that and then just go back to your normal life of go, 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 go. Uh, Maybe there's an opportunity for some rest in there that would help you get back to homeostasis and would help your hormone levels, including your FSH, to um, reset. In terms of emotional stress, uh, we want to make sure that our diet's in check, meaning that we don't want to be over-consuming stimulants that make us have more anxiety or lots of sugar or alcohol that makes our brain chemicals go out of whack and and make us feel sort of emotionally unstable. Um, So uh, my advice around the emotional stress aspect is to get the lifestyle stuff straight, meaning eat healthy, get enough sleep, um, and then maybe incorporate some mindfulness techniques like meditation, whether you're listening to that on an app or doing it silently, um, some gentle exercise, And sometimes it involves some counseling, too, to help you improve your ability to cope with stressors. Um, And I know that nobody wants to hear that stress is bad for fertility, but unfortunately it is. Um, And FSH is a number that can kind of reflect that. So um, just make sure that you're you're not totally ignoring it and that you're trying your best to incorporate some of the things that are actionable um, to get you into a better place emotionally. Um, The last but not least... um, example of what can push that FSH number too far out of whack is um, your exposure to toxins. So this is something that we can regulate through what we're eating, um, through what we have in our house for cleaning products, for um, also what we put on our skin. So it might be time to do like a little revamping of, of your lifestyle in that respect. So Um, eating more organic or at least, you know, pesticide and herbicide free foods that you find at the farmer's market, Um, reducing your intake of packaged foods that have a number of chemicals in them that are not totally identifiable to you. So you make sure when you read labels um, that you know what the ingredients are. Um, And then, you know, the cleaning products that you use in your house, there are some instances where we really want the heavy duty stuff, but um, by and large, I think we can get away with like vinegar and some of the more um, biodegradable um, person and earth friendly stuff. So maybe think about that. And if there's a possibility for reduction of toxins in your household, cosmetics, hair products, uh, you know, do a review of that ingredient list, maybe look up some uh, resources on products that are practicing um, like green, clean practices. We have a list of them at the Naturna Institute if you if you want some assistance there. Um, so yeah, so make sure to be paying attention to the food um, and the stuff in your environment and the stuff that you're using in your beauty regime. And then also be careful of your drinking water because we get exposed to heavy metals and toxins through there too. So a really, really solid uh, water filter is a really good idea. So basically do an audit of your life. Um, You know, if you've had trauma and you need to just rest a little bit, that's okay. If you need to integrate some 
um, better lifestyle habits for your emotional balance, then that would be a good thing to explore. And, you know, it can be anything from counseling to acupuncture to definitely changing your diet if you know you're taking in too many stimulants or um, too much sugar or things that are just not going to be putting you into a great headspace. And then, you know, um, shopping clean, like it's just the, uh, the products that you're carrying in your house and putting on your skin. It's all, all these things are, are possible for us. And that's why I mentioned them, um, in, in the work I do is because I want you to have sort of that DIY approach. Like you do it yourself, you can go out and take action right away. Um, and you know, you'll probably be able to get a better, better control over that FSH number. And not only that, you're going to feel amazing. We will get right back to today's episode in just a sec, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to tell you about an exciting new project that I have underway. So here it is. I get a lot of questions about what to eat and avoid when trying to get pregnant. Since so many of you are interested in optimizing your fertility via nutrition, I've created a very special course that teaches you the ins and outs of just that. It hasn't launched yet, but keep your eyes and ears peeled from my course on fertility nutrition. Whether you are already undergoing IVF or just trying the old-fashioned way, my goal is to help give you all the nutritional tools you need to enhance your fertility and speed your path to baby. All right, let's jump back in. Now, I know sometimes it can feel overwhelming to really consider turning your lifestyle upside down to affect your hormonal levels, but... I encourage you to just explore it a little bit and maybe start making little changes every day. So, you know, next time that you go to the grocery store, you peruse the organic aisles and see maybe what's on sale. I know it can get expensive. So you look at the sale items, maybe you pick those out, you go online and you look at the lists like the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 um, so that you know which uh, vegetables and produce that you can buy organic versus ones that maybe you could just buy the conventional ones and they wouldn't have too much of a toxic load in terms of the pesticides and herbicides. You do not have to be perfect. This is like an 80-20 rule type of philosophy. 80% of the time, you know, you're kind of making the efforts here. And then 20% of the time, you're just relaxing and going with the flow. Uh, There is a bit of a learning curve, um, which is why I encourage you to maybe do things like one at a time with and not try to kind of you know, boil the ocean and do everything at once because it may just feel like too much. I have designed a course, uh, a Nutrition for Fertility course that has all of the info that you would need in it to tackle anything from implantation failure to poor egg quality to imbalances in FSH or um, estrogen or progesterone. And it has a bunch of recipes and directions and all the info that you would want, the research so that you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And it's broken down step by step because I just feel like sometimes when we're learning something new, we really want to have the know-how and somebody who's done it and has seen other people through it can maybe be uh, a helpful guide in that respect. So it hasn't quite launched yet, but please stay tuned and reach out if you have any questions or need more resources. The Naturna Institute, uh, the wellness studio that I founded in New York City, uh, is open six days a week and we do virtual calls and consultations. So we're always happy to help 
provide a customized approach to your needs, your fertility needs. And if you want help now, uh, then we're here for you. Just know that these podcasts are designed to help you kind of have a little bit of direction to start with. Like, oh, okay, maybe I should be looking at um, a bit more mindfulness or detoxing my life a little bit. And again, you just start by doing one thing at a time. So if you know your stress levels are really high, then maybe you're starting to meditate like five or 10 minutes a day, or even just listening to a meditation on the Headspace app or something like that. Perhaps you're talking to a counselor. Uh, maybe you're integrating acupuncture. Um, if it's if you know your diet's off, maybe that's an area that you want to start with. All of these are really approachable if you don't try to do everything at once. Just pick one thing that resonates with you most and start there um, and try not to feel like this is going to be um, insurmountable because once you get into it, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I know that I did and I know that so many of the women that I've um, helped through this journey have really enjoyed the transformation that they've undergone and have felt so good and such positive change in their life. Thank you so much for listening in today and looking forward to seeing you next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.